Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your host for this episode of the show, and the Chief Lounge Lizard. Today we're going to be talking about the economy, and you can probably bet it's not going to be a fun discussion. So joining me is the guy that stays up late at night worrying about the economy, and specifically Jin's economy, our founding publisher and uh, chief all-everything, Nate Woolley. Nate Woolley, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, John. That's really more microeconomics. We're going to be discussing macroeconomics, but... uh it does keep everybody up nights these days, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Let me just look up what that micro and macro thing is you were talking about. And <laughs> you just you just keep thinking about comma splices. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I took I took basic economics in, in in college, I believe, as a freshman. I think they told me something about like you know supply and demand and things like that. So. It's a start. It's a start. <laughs> well, here's the reason why I wanted you to come on the show. Nate, uh, those of you that don't know, Nate, in addition to all the stuff he does behind the scenes to keep gin running, Nate also uh, does the uh, Gindex every every day, every week. Um, and I believe that did you did you actually invent the Gindex as well? I can't remember. It's been like 12 years. It's been 13 years, but yes, I did. One of the things I do, and folks, this isn't the first. Uh, newsletter I've ever put together, a business-to-business newsletter. I always put together a sort of health of the industry tracking metrics, and that became the Gindex for this one. Yeah, and it's been very it's been very popular. And the uh, what it does is it looks at um, so if you go to gameindustry.com uh, slash Gindex, or just go to gameindustry.com and click on the tab that says Gindex, it's all the way over on the right. You'll come to a neat little screen that shows you the the health of the industry. And the way that Nate does it, as I understand it, as a layman, is that he takes all the publicly traded companies that are game companies and um, puts them into the index and they're not all weighted exactly 100% because companies like uh, Microsoft for instance does a lot more than gaming so you know if 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 we if we included 100% of Microsoft it would pretty much that would be the index right Nate yes it would it would be the the classic Microsoft sneezes the world gets a cold kind of thing. gotcha so so instead we limit it to a small percentage you know, what our estimate of Microsoft's games business is. Now, we don't have every publicly traded uh, firm in the Gindex, but we try and have most of the big ones because there are a lot of smaller fry out there. We're glad to include them, and we do uh, upon request or upon their catching our attention for whatever reason. But uh, we try, as I said, the health of the industry is predicated on the big monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Activ- Activision Blizzard, Electronic Arts. I mean, there was a time a while back Electronic Arts was in a strong, strong acquisitional mode. So I had to keep changing the Gindex to take out people they had bought. <laughs> yeah, those were the good old days, though. That hasn't happened in a little while. <laughs> it's been a grim couple of years. Well, one of the things, and again, like I say, I'm, I'm a layman. I don't, I don't study this type of thing like you do. But I do look at the Gindex every week because, I mean, it's great. And it's great for a layman like me who just wants sort of a snapshot of the health of the industry. And, you know, looking at it, here, here's the thing that I noticed is, uh, and, and just looking at the chart right now, going back to uh, 4.9, um, it looks like generally the index has been going down. Now, there's a bump on 6.18, and I believe that that would be the E3 bump um, every year, and we've noticed this because we've been doing it for, like Nate says, for 13 years. 
the E3 does have an effect on the health of the game industry. And when E3 happens, I'm, I'm, I'm right, it's never not, not given the Gindex a bump, right, Nate? No, no, it's good because it attracts a lot of attention. There's a lot of press releases going out to PR Newswire and to the media sources, and all of them have, you know, their ticker symbols, their stock market values. So it gives people out there an incentive to purchase some stock for these guys. Right, yeah. And Frank, Frankly, outside from the PR flax out there pushing games, the guys like me who are out there thinking, how does the company keep moving? That's what they want to have happen out of those things. Right. No, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I always do see that, see that bump. But other than that bump, in, in fact, some years the E3 bump has been huge. I mean, I remember one year the E3 bump for the Gindex, we went from like, uh, 6,000 to like over 10 or something like that. And it stayed strong for many, many months because this is sort of the doldrums of the industry time. There's not a lot of new games coming out. There's not, not a lot of new titles coming out. And it'll be like this until we start ramping up for the holiday season. The summer is kind of dry and hot and, and <laughs> not much movement. Um, but the E3 had always sort of carried us through that. And But this year, not at all. I mean, after the E3 bump, things went back to, to low. And then what I was looking at this week was I, I was looking at the Gindex. And this was the first time that I've seen, because not only do we track the overall health of the industry, but we also, Nate, you also track the individual stock prices for the companies. And obviously that that is, you know, independent completely of the of the Gindex, but um, we, we say if they're up or down or whatever. And this week, everybody's down. I mean, I saw so much red. I mean, no nobody, nobody who was part of the index was up, except for, like, Interplay, which, I mean, is more... Interplay, interplay and play logic, but you're up. The, you, you're absolutely right in that the uh, the index has more red on it than when you edit one of Hargosh's <laughs> Yeah, well, he'd be mad at that, but there's no way he's going to listen to this podcast. (laughs) We can make fun of him all we want. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much red. So, so here, here, Nate, I, uh, not to rip off the mad money guy, but as soon as I saw that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hit the panic button. So here we go. I'm hitting the panic button. Oh my God. Don't tell Nate he paid $20 for this sound effect. Hey. Okay, so there we go. Twenty bucks. <laughs> Do we get that in perpetuity or just that? One no, time? you can use as much as you want. Like you know, we can. Good. Every every time Hargosh is on a podcast, I want that sound effect at the beginning. Like people used to have to run hand, <laughs> run ahead at motor vehicles and say, "There is a car coming." <laughs> okay, we'll be like introducing Todd Hargosh. Okay, so so Nate, please uh, enlighten me as to what the heck's going on. I mean, I, I mean, is this a situation where Houston, we have a problem, or, or is it just a momentary lapse in uh, in uh, in the Gindex? You know, I can't say that it is. Uh, over the last year, we've seen a bit of a run up, a slow one, but over the last couple of months, it's just been a slow, gradual set of losses. Uh, you know, it's a few points here, it's a few points there, and it's a general issue. It's not one particular stock tanking that drags it down. Basically, the, the industry is losing interest and losing investors, but it's not a fast issue. We're not seeing, oh, my God, you know, the president has declared video games illegal, so everybody drops, you know, 2,000% or something silly like that. 
what we've seen is just a little nick, uh, you know, a little nickel, a little dime loss here until it begins to add up. Remember, not all that long ago, the Gindex was I remember. 10, it, I mean, you can look on the chart. It almost, if, if you follow the chart back, it goes right up there. <laughs> yeah, and, and now we're below 8,000. And frankly, you can see that in the overall uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average as well. Over the last year, it's up, and that's good. But it started about 8,400 or so a year ago, went up to above 11,000, and now it's below 10,000. Matter of fact, it, well, it's above 10,000 now as we're recording this. It just oh, really? Right through. Maybe our show has uh, pushed it over yeah. the top. <laughs> I have my doubts. But the funny thing to see about that is it's not like it's been a huge sell-off or anything. Volume has been about the same. So we're just seeing sort of a gradual erosion. Now, there's been a lot, I mean a lot, of negative press on the economy in general mm-hmm. these days. A lot of fear of a double dip recession, a lot of a lot of fear of oil shocks or whatever that, you know, unemployment will go back to 15 percent. Well, not back. It hadn't been at 15 percent. If we did that, well, we'd get hard gosh cheaper. Um, so that has been affecting things for the last month or so. But I think what we're seeing is a gradual trend towards, you know, not investing hmm. in the markets. It's not a huge one, but it's No, it, it makes sense. I, I went back and I looked at the show that we did when the economy crashed. It was about two years ago, uh, and, and I listened to it, and it was – and you were describing in very good detail basically why the economy was in such bad shape with the housing bubble exploding and, and uh, you know, the value of California was equal, was equal to on paper more than all of Europe combined and stuff like that. Um, no, that was – Oh, that Tokyo. Was is that what it was? Okay. Well, um, yeah. the thing that was interesting was, I mean, so what do you think is going on right now? Is it just is it just people be starting to get scared again? I mean, I've heard a lot about this double dip recession thing. Is is that sort of like people are just being more cautious? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you think? Well, I think I I think we're seeing a number of things. Yes, I think people are a little more cautious about putting money in the market because there's a lot of uncertainty. Certainly, with the 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 things the the. Uh, American government is doing bring people sort of to uh, well what's going to happen and uncertainty is terrible for the markets um, but I also think people don't have the huge amount of confidence necessary to make big buys on on the market so we're going to see this this slow gradual eating away at it and it's not like bonds aren't selling you know the interest rate on bonds is low because there's still right. a demand. well it's certainly a safe bet I guess in in this type of uh this type of environment well i mean there are people who think that that it's not you know you get some of those gold bugs or some of those randy and libertarians who uh you know believe that bonds are bad and that interest rates going to go to 20 percent and uh, it's <laughs> it's foolish what we have is sort of a calm because people don't know which way to go and lacking a strong you know upward confidence bonds eventually sort of slowly decay and i think we're seeing that here Look at what was so good a while back with Activision Blizzard taking the world by storm. I mean, they've got the hottest game essentially. Well, World of Warcraft. Ever. Yeah. But their stock hasn't. Yeah, that's that. the one thing I was going to ask you about some of these, like, some of these individual stocks, like, uh, um, 
you, you know, I haven't really seen like people who are associated with some of the hot, hottest games, like like Activision. You know, they're of course associated with um, uh, Modern Warfare and so forth. But I haven't really seen, I haven't really seen their stock is you know it's about where it was. I mean, as of looking at it right now, it's at uh, ten point six four. Um, you know, and that's kind of where it has been for a long time. I mean, it hasn't really. Sh- yeah, it's 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 been flat. It's mm-hmm. down. You know, maybe two points or so mm-hmm. since April on our tracking. But over the last two months, it's been basically flat. Electronic Arts has been down uh, relatively significantly over the last three months, down to, well, you can see it it topped out just barely above uh, mm-hmm. 20 and right now it's floating at 14.6, so it's lost a quarter of its share. Even some of the ones you think would go nuts, Apple, they've had the release iPad. of the iPad yeah. in the last year and the iPhone 4 in mm-hmm. the last two weeks. They're flat. You know, between three months ago and now. The one thing about change. Apple, though, is, I mean, I mean, the logic tell, it tells me, like, if you're an investor, and again, I'm, I'm not a professional investor, I'm not even a day trader, but, like, if you knew a game, and you used to be able to do this, I mean, back in the days when, you know, like, Midway was on the charts, you know, if I knew that a new game was coming out, and it was gonna be a hot selling game, you could invest in that stock, and when that game came out and was a bestseller, their stock would go up. Um, the thing that I think is wrong with the Apple stock is that, I mean, it's $246 a share. So, you know, did they come out with the iPad 4? It's not really enough to raise it significantly where you're going to make a whole bunch of money back. Well, I mean, if they were that concerned about that, mm-hmm. they'd just list a stock three or four times and have the same market cap, the same amount of dollars in stock, but more small people able to buy it. Frankly, 200 if they were that hot, it wouldn't matter if it was uh, – you know, if it was 240 or 2,400, they'd still move because the institutional players mm, would get involved. Right. You know, let's face it. Most of the people buying stock, most of the buys aren't, you know, mon pa kettle putting 30 bucks in. It's big hedge funds. Now, hedge funds are in a uh, bad odor at this point, and I'm pretty certain most people wouldn't mind if they all collectively jumped into <laughs> a volcano. But – uh but we're not seeing those motion, motions either. And and I would have expected Apple to spike significantly, but they haven't huh. done it. I think there's just a general unwillingness to get deeply involved. So right maybe now. one of the reasons that uh, in the past, like, for example, I, and I know I, the reason I keep bringing up Midway is because somebody wrote me and asked me, and I said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, Midway's coming out with a good game, and and, uh, and I don't remember the game. I think it might have been an arcade-type title. And, you know, give it, a, give it a try. You know, I don't know. I have no prior knowledge. But, you know, from watching the index, when a good game has come out like that, that things have done well and the stock has done well. And they did that and they actually made a significant amount of money. But maybe that was because a lot of people were doing that. You know, maybe no, but not enough people are doing it where, you know, I'm one of the only people, I mean, relative to the world that knows when a good game is coming out. So maybe there isn't a whole bunch of people that are investing. Maybe it's like, what do you think, Nate? Like a self-fulfilling prophecy? So many people were doing it that you could actually make money doing that? I think that's I think that's a definition of irrational exuberance. Um, but it, you know, at the same time, you look for good news. You buy stocks on on 
you know, you buy stock on companies that have had good news or that you anticipate mm-hmm. good news happening. Um, but if enough people aren't doing it, you know, if the small investor has been scared out of the market, you know, what are you going gotcha. to do? So, uh, so your message today and what you want to get across is, uh, don't panic. Uh, just kind of like, I mean, what, what do you want to tell investors? I mean, is it? Well, step, step number one, don't listen to me because I'm not a professional, <laughs> uh, you know, stock picker or investment mm-hmm. guy. And you, you take your chances if you respond to anything <laughs> I say. Um, that, that said, you know, I think we need to see a strong positive trend somewhere and we're not hmm. seeing it right now. And frankly, I don't know when that's going to happen. We're in the second year of, you know, well, what do they say? The worst economy since the Great Depression. That's bad news. People are constantly talking about a double dip recession. Well, there are parts of the country where we haven't gotten out of the first one. Um, so at this point, we're not sure what to expect. People aren't putting their money in. And if they don't have confidence, that's going to come out in the markets and elsewhere. Toss in the fact that games are pretty much by definition a luxury uh, product. And the very first thing that gets cut when money is tight. And, you know, what are sales doing? Why should you have confidence in a luxury product? Yeah, yeah. Well, except for, I mean, when the economy initially crashed, we stayed strong for a while because I think, I think games were sort of seen as like an escape. Yeah, yeah, the world sucks and you're on unemployment, but, you know, you can get onto modern warfare too and be a hero for a while and forget about it. <laughs> but. As long as, as long as. Yeah, that's true. Fine. And as long as you can eat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, when people get more concerned about putting food on the table or, um, what do you call it? You know, keeping the mortgage paid. They're going to stop yeah. buying games. And I can't very well blame them for it because games are expensive yeah, they, items now. What's, what's the average cost? Yeah, 40, somewhere in there. Bucks? I'm going towards the $60 end more and more. So, well, I mean, for that matter, the only game I play on a regular basis is free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that works out well, I guess, for you. <laughs> Um, well, let me ask you this then. So, I mean, just from – I know you, you're not an expert per se, but you have been watching different trends for 12 years, 13 years. They haven't really – there hasn't really been a situation quite like this. But based on what you see, I mean, do, do you think that we're in for more basically slow decline or, or what, what do you think is going to happen in the next couple months? I think for the game uh, industry to turn around mm-hmm. and be doing better, I think the world as a whole needs to start turning the corner. And I'm not quite sure what that takes. I mean, line up a bunch of economists, they'll all point in different directions. We're in uncharted territory, so nobody really knows what's going to happen. But I do know that if uh, if we don't start seeing something, we'll, we'll, it will get worse. Right. Not okay. Well, you know, we've done our part for the economy. I bought that nice sound effects. Remember, folks, you can sponsor this podcast. That's true. That would be your part. If, if 100 people sponsored our podcast, uh, you know, then – you know that would be that w- I'm I'm sure the economy would get better. I'm positive, and the oil would stop gushing into the Gulf. Everything would be better. Pretty sure. <laughs> so uh, uh, if you have a comment, uh, if you'd like to let us know about uh, how you're making money in this economy or how you've lost a lot of stuff, you know we we listen. We like to read sad stories as well as uh, happy ones. Um, you can send us an email to ginlounge at gameindustry.com. Uh, I want to thank our guest Nate Woolley for taking the time today. Thanks again, Nate, for uh, for stopping by, and uh, I'll let you get back to your worrying. <laughs> I'd like to say I hope the economy will be better th- by then, but by next week I seriously doubt it will. <laughs> But who knows, maybe by the end of the year, I'll keep my fingers crossed. All right, take care, everybody.
Good. See ya. You know, I didn't mean to play that sound effect. I meant to play this one. <laughs>